Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Mindful Perspective. I'm your host, Nick Levesque, Certified Spiritual Life Coach, and I'm here to share insights into my journey of mindfulness and self-discovery. Each week, we'll explore mindset, spirituality, and personal growth to help you navigate life's challenges with practical strategies and inspiring stories. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing well. Today we are on episode number two of A Mindful Perspective, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that is very, very dear to me, and that is mindfulness. So, you know, mindfulness has completely changed my life uh, in so many ways, and it's just allowed me to be more present, more self-aware, so many benefits, you know, stress reduction, all these things, right? Improved focus, and, and we'll talk about the benefits later, but in today's episode, we'll be really talking about what is mindfulness, benefits of mindfulness, tips and tricks for mindfulness, right? And and we'll kind of dive into deeper into all these topics. But first and foremost, I actually just want to, you know, dissect what mindfulness is. So let's start off by kind of uh, giving just a a bit of context and history uh, behind mindfulness, right? Uh, So meditation as a whole was, you know, has been around for over 2,500 years. And I'll make an episode later on about, you know, the differences between mindfulness and meditation, because this was something that was very confusing to me at first. And knowing what I know today really helped me with that. But I do believe that the end result for both is kind of the same, which is just to have, you know, a better, you know, peaceful life and just a a better sense of overall well-being. But mindfulness as we know it today more so was really created about 50 years ago in the West, right? So late 90s-ish, if you will. And essentially what it is, it's really just a Western version of original meditation. Maybe some of you have heard of the name uh, John Kabat-Zinn. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But essentially, he is a meditation teacher, author, and scientist. I mean, he's made a significant amount of contributions in the field of mindfulness. Um, He's also, you know, developed the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program, um, which really integrates mindfulness practices into kind of a, a program, right? So it just helps people deal with stress, uh, chronic pain, illnesses. And uh, he founded this stress reduction clinic at the University of Massachusetts, right? And he's been doing meditation, if you will, for a long time. And he's really the one that kind of brought mindfulness as we see it now to life, if you will, right? So it was kind of a mix of Buddhism uh, combined with the Western medicine and psychology that we kind of know today or at that point in time. And that's really when the, you know, our version of mindfulness as we kind of know it today came about. And the purpose of that, guys, was really to, to live in more of a, a fast-paced world, right? Because as you guys know already, we are bombarded with such fast-paced things. So, you know, for example, we are, you know, we work on our phones, we work on our computers or laptops, we've got TVs, everything, right? So our brains, they're really in a form of cognitive overload, if you will, right? And that just means when your brain has too much sensory information coming in. And I read a study, and this was uh, last year that I read that. And basically, the study was saying that scientists have found that an average person today can process as much as 74, I'm going to repeat that, 74 gigabytes of data in a day. Now, I have an IT background, so I can tell you that this is quite a bit of information that we're processing every day. So no wonder we're feeling overwhelmed, overloaded by all that's coming in, even though we might not be consciously aware of how much this is impacting us, it really is on a deeper level, right? And 
This is where mindfulness really helps because mindfulness, okay, if we kind of define mindfulness, mindfulness is basically a practice of intentionally paying attention to the present moment. So you are intentionally present. That's really what that means. And the beautiful thing about this is by, you know, practicing mindfulness a lot more, it gets to a point where if you're not present, right? So if you're, you know, not present, maybe you're stuck in the past or you're worried about something in the future or you're just not feeling well, you are objectively able to kind of look at yourself. First and foremost, you're able to bring yourself back into the present moment, which is very, very beneficial. And then secondly, you're also able to bring awareness to your thoughts, the emotions in your body, the sensations in your body, and just everything around you, right? And you do this in a non-judgmental way, which is very, very important, and with compassion. And I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, and we'll talk about kind of uh, the, the mindfulness with thoughts and emotions and such in, in a bit. But I really just want to clarify on this that it's really about being present and being able to bring yourself back to the present when you're not. So that way, you are not constantly living on autopilot where you're missing life or life is just passing you by, for example. So an example that I would love to give you guys about this as well is I was having a talk with my brother about this the other day, and I asked him the question because I find that this is a a question that is relevant to many people, and I asked him, when you go to work every day, do you remember driving there? Because a lot of us, myself included, this is the reason I asked him, is because I noticed a lot of the times when I would drive to work, I would just simply drive to work, and I got to work, and I'm like, oh, I'm here. Like I didn't even notice that I drove to work, right? Because the entire drive... I was on complete autopilot because our subconscious mind is so wired from our habits, right? We have regular habits like brushing our teeth, et cetera, whatever. But essentially, we are so wired to be in the familiar with our habits that we miss out on so many good things. So just, you know, I challenge you to to, to think about this or do this as well. Try to notice, for example, right, when you're driving to work or driving somewhere very familiar that you're going to every day or something of the sort. Did you remember that you drove to work? I've heard this from multiple people before saying, oh yeah, I drove that. I didn't even know how I get there, right? I'm sure you've heard that before as well. Oh, I drove. I didn't even know how I got there. Well, this happens a lot of times in our day that we're not even conscious about. So that's really what the power of mindfulness is, is to really be able to bring ourselves consciously back to the present. And my brother told me, you know, since we talked about this, he's like, wow, I'm, I'm much more present when I go to work now. When I'm driving to work, I'm much more in the present. I'm aware of my drive there. I'm aware of the music that I'm listening to. I'm aware of how good the music is of my surroundings, obviously keeping the eyes on the road. But mindfulness is something that you can incorporate everywhere at any time in your everyday life. So for me, for example, now when I drive to work, I try to be as mindful as possible. I set my intention before I get into the car to be mindful. Again, this is a practice. It takes time to be able to catch yourself and to do that, right? Because a lot of times I would be driving I would be stuck in thought, thinking about things that were completely irrelevant and taking me away from this moment right here, right now. And the other beautiful thing about this, uh, about mindfulness, again, like I said, is you can incorporate this anywhere at any time. So for me, another place where I love to be mindful is in the shower. When I step into the shower with the intention of just being mindful, because I don't know about you, but for me, when I get into the shower or when I used to get into the shower, all hell broke loose. I would have inner dialogues and stories and just storylines going on in my head, uh, all these thoughts and ideas. And sometimes it's good, right? It's good. I I find the shower is a great place to brainstorm, but sometimes it's also just a really good uh, place and space to 
wash away the day if you're having a rough day, etc. Um, and for me, that's what I kind of use it for, right? So, but now I get into the shower and it's much more peaceful and mindful. So, you know, a, a practice that I do specifically is I just, I step in, first off, I get the intention of going into the shower being mindful. And then I just, I get into the shower and I just, I feel the bottom of the shower underneath my feet. I take a second to really feel the warmth of the water on my skin. I take a second to really just observe around, you know, what's what's around me, just being completely present. Am I smelling anything? Am I, um, you know, the soap or whatever, right? If I'm using body wash, I can really smell that, right? So it's really about using your sensations and being completely immersed in this moment right here, right now. And again, by doing that, you are not constantly immersed in these illusions of time, which are the past and the future. And to kind of tie together everything we've been discussing so far, I want to read a quote. I love quotes, by the way. I want to read a quote by Jack Cornfield, who is an American Buddhist teacher, and he's a phenomenal person in the space. He wrote a quote about, about mindfulness that is so beautifully and eloquently written, and I just, I, I really needed to share this with everyone. And it reads as such. If you walk down the street and you're spending all your time thinking about conversations or tasks, you miss the people walking by. The clouds after the rainstorm, the colors of the sunset, lavender, red, orange, that's reflected in the windows and puddles. You miss your life. Mindfulness becomes liberating in that way. That is, yeah, that is quite deep. And really, you know, if you need to rewind this for a second and go back to this, I, I highly recommend that you do because the profoundness and power behind that message is literally, I would say, a key to life and to just an overall sense of well-being, right? And I find that there's no better way to sum up mindfulness, right? So whether we're talking about, again, being in the shower, going on your drive, just being mindful in anywhere that you are, right? And I'll even challenge you this. Go to a place where you typically go often, right? So for example, like this is what I did personally for myself. I took a walk on it. Like I have a dog, right? So I, you know, when we walk a, a similar trail almost daily. So when I walk that trail or when I used to walk that trail, I would just walk it every day and just not even be aware, right? Just kind of walking, walking, walking. But when I set the intention of myself to go walk that trail and be mindful, I was amazed at how much I missed just walking that trail. I had seen benches I had never seen before. Um, I had seen just little decorations I had never noticed before. And that is really what Jack is kind of throwing at us in this quote is that we are missing our lives when we are on autopilot all the time and not being mindful. And by being more mindful and applying mindfulness in your everyday life in these situations, right, there's so many different benefits, right? So for example, stress reduction, right? really helps you to kind of develop a, a non-reactive and accepting way towards stress because you're able to really kind of objectively look at yourself when you're in these stressful situations. And there's really two, if you will, wings of, of mindfulness, right? Like a wing, ha uh, like a bird has two wings. Mindfulness really has also two wings. So a wing of awareness, which is really, you see what's going on. And then a wing of love and compassion, which is really, you can be with whatever arises again, without judgment and without being so critical on yourself. And also, you know, it can help with improved focus and concentration, right? When you, you have a regular practice. Another thing as well is emotional regulation, right? Because 
It really allows us to kind of observe and understand our emotions. And, and that can just lead to a greater, you know, emotional tolerance, resilience, and regulation, if you will. And that goes much deeper into that because there are kind of, uh, sometimes it, it's it's hard to really notice our emotions and such, depending if you've got, you know, past trauma and all these things, but it can be a good start to at least notice how you're feeling and notice what comes up and try to sit with that. You start with something small, if anything, right? So you start to sit with that and you just kind of observe it without being judgmental and having love and compassion for yourself. And I'm just going to throw this out there, but if anyone's having a hard time, maybe they're dealing with something and they want to kind of start learning how to sit with themselves, there's a meditation on YouTube by another great, amazing teacher, which is very well associated with Jack Cornfield, and her name is Tara Brock. And the name of this med- meditation is called RAIN. So it's RAIN med- Meditation by Tara Brock. And she really explores how to be mindful of emotions, sensations, and really dives deep into how to sit with these. And another benefit as well is really enhanced self-awareness, right? So by doing uh, or by being more mindful and practicing mindfulness a lot more, we develop a deeper understanding of ourselves, right? Our patterns uh, of thinking, uh, our automatic reactions, uh, and just all these kind of different things, right? And just not also, uh, not only do we, you know, observe our patterns of thinking, but like for me specifically, like I mentioned in my first episode, I had so many different negative thoughts going on, right? So by being more mindful, I'm able to really objectively look at these thoughts coming in. I know that they're thoughts and that's all they are. All they are are thoughts. They're not, you know, they're not necessarily good or bad. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, but essentially they are just thoughts. They come and they go and that is really So they're just coming and going like a wave in the ocean. It comes, it goes, and that's really all it is. And you learn to objectively just look at it and accept it. And that's really all it is. And then again, it increases your compassion and empathy because, because you're, you're, you know, you're fostering a non-judgmental and compassionate attitude towards yourself. This also helps with others as well, right? Because you can truly understand where someone is coming from on like a deeper and empathetic level, right? Because you realize that everyone's got their own stories. Everyone's got their own past trauma. Everyone's got their own life experiences and things that they are dealing with. So by being more mindful, you're really aware and understanding of that. So for that reason, I truly believe that, you know, when you're more mindful as a byproduct, you are more aware of others as well. And that's why I truly believe that mindfulness is truly the key to collective healing. Because I think that it impacts everyone else. And I think that this is why mindfulness is such a profound and powerful tool um, that is to be used. And again, even though we use this tool and it brings a lot of changes to our lives, we will still have days where we're not feeling well or, you know, we're just, we can't get out of our heads, all these things, right? Like this does not go away. We are human beings at the end of the day. I truly believe, I don't, sorry, I truly don't believe in the concept of enlightenment, right? Which is basically, you know, in Buddhism, it's called nirvana or just enlightenment as a whole, meaning that you kind of transcend a level where you don't really suffer at all anymore and you're just happy-go-lucky all day. I I truly don't believe that and I don't see the point in that because as humans, I truly believe that we're here to learn and, you know, grow from the experiences that life throws at us kind of thing, right? So for that reason as well, this is why I hope that this episode, guys, really helps you on just understanding an overall 
level of mindfulness, if you will. And I want to give you a few tips as well to really start your own mindfulness practice, right? So again, take what you will from this. I'm just going to give you tips that I've personally applied to myself and that I've used. So if I was completely new to mindfulness and you know maybe you're, you're already experienced with this and, and you've already got your own practice, that's great. But if I were to start over like not knowing any of this and I was completely new to this, what I would do and just starting to understand is I would first and foremost just set an intention to be mindful at a specific time in your day. So whether you want to say, okay, well, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go to work, and I will be mindful of my drive to work, for example, right? So now you're setting yourself an intention that when you're getting into the car, you will be mindful of your drive to work. It could be, again, that you'll be mindful when you take a shower. It could be, for example, that you're walking a trail. And again, if you're going for a walk, I I just, from personal experience, I truly recommend this. Go on a route that you've been before, but again, with the intention of being mindful and try noticing things that you've never seen before, right? Sights or maybe objects or just something else that you've never seen before. I was just super amazed by what I had missed. Um, And so that's why I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going for a walk, do that. Mindfulness is really, you know, it can be applied in in anything, right? Whether you're washing the dishes, whether you're taking out the trash, for example, whether you're, you know, walking or, you know, you can do even do mindful eating, for example. So this is what I would start off with. And then as you progress it and do these things, that will really build kind of a tolerance and just a self-awareness that you've never had before. And then once that really starts being implemented in your life, you'll notice that you'll start noticing also the thoughts that are coming in, the emotions, the sensations, right? So I think you kind of build up gradually to that as well. Um, That's what I've personally experienced in my own life. And I do think that by being more mindful of everything that you're doing, for example, you'll just start as a byproduct being more mindful of everything that you're thinking, the thoughts that are coming in, you know, what are you feeling, the sensations in your body, and everything else. So I I really do hope that this episode was very helpful and also can maybe give a bit more explanation and just shed some more light on what mindfulness is, right? And from my perspective and how I've used it and applied it in my life, and I hope that the tips and kind of, you know, tricks that I've given you today are helpful to, you know, Maybe if you are familiar with mindfulness, maybe kind of give you a different approach. Or if you're entirely new to mindfulness, that can help you really kind of create your own roadmap to start exploring this topic as a whole. So that's really all I've got for you today. If you feel like this episode could be of benefit to someone, please send it their way, share it out, uh, spread the awareness. It would mean a lot to me personally. If, if this can even reach and help one person, that would be amazing. And also... If you personally like this episode today, please leave a review, a comment. Again, it would be greatly appreciated. It would really help spread the word and, you know, the mission that I'm trying to do, which is really help people on a broader level. So with that being said, I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next week.